Grog. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cider Shed podcast. Kerry, my intrepid adventurer, is with me. How are you doing, Kerry? I'm very good, Matthew. Thank you for asking. Yeah, all is well. Very happy, healthy, hearty. <sighs> Something else. <laughs> Come on, I need another adjective. You can fill in that. <laughs> Hairy? <laughs> if you like. I've got lots of hair on my head. Yeah. Okay. Have you been finding the archers any less ridiculous than it was last week, Kerry? There are new strains of ridiculous, aren't there, this week? Uh, I have to admit, though, Adam this week has been much better at delivering his lines, or the actor has. Something's going on there, isn't it? I think it is. He, in the dairy, was quite natural sounding, wasn't he? It's all the culture. (laughs) Yeah, I almost feel almost feel awful and wrong and out of place doing my log postings that's how it's got after all these years all right let's take a little little break mm-hmm. and when we get back we'll discuss all of it to all you borsetshire detectives out there why not cast your magnifying glass over ambridge cluedo gather all your evidence against the suspects of this quiet peaceful village was it tony in the workshop with the earl of st germans Was it Susan in the dairy with a log? Was it David in the badger set with a 180-gram vinyl copy of Dire Straits Brothers in Arms? It's best to leave Uncle David to it when he's like this. Ambridge Cluedo, the detective game that keeps you guessing. Yeah, it was me. I did it all. I rushed the stage at Jolene's concert with the lead pipe. I knew it! I ran over Matt Crawford outside the bull with Eddie's stretch limo. Christ on a traffic island. I got Ben pregnant at the rave with a turkey baster. Fucking hell! Take me away! Oh dear. Someone hasn't read the rules. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So is that a good place to start, Adam in the Dairy? Why not? Good, as good a place as any. It was funny that he played a plank, I mean a prank on um, <laughs> Susan and Clary, wasn't it? I'm suspicious of the amount of wood jokes that are occurring around Adam on the show. Earlier in the week, he was referred to by Susan as a stick in the mud. Yes. And I was like, he's not a stick, he's a log, Susan. <laughs> and then later when he was telling Chris about the Valentine's ice cream prank, Chris went, you twigged then. <laughs> is something oh. happening here oh it wouldn't it be lovely if scriptwriters actually i don't know who wrote this week's uh, if it's one of the new ones they probably have no idea about the log i would imagine kerry davis probably knows because he's a twitter person as well but uh, i don't think it was a kerry week but it'd be so funny if they did have these little uh, messages to us they keep having tree-based gags but they haven't quite got to the jackpot yet <laughs> No, but props to him. Much improved. Quite enjoyed some of the scenes where Clary and Susan are all humpy about him checking which churns they're using and have they put the right date on the best before labeler and poking his nose in. Why is he there for four weeks? Because Helen's taking four weeks off. It's only next week that she's going to Paris. Ah, right. I thought he was only covering when she went to Paris. So... Okay. No, I think she, she's having that whole period off, as far as I know. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, she's, I mean, I think she's still dangerously in the village at this point, Kerry. So don't tempt fate. Mm. It just doesn't ring true because there's absolutely no way that she wouldn't be calling into the dairy if she's in Ambridge and just taking time off. Mm, do you think she wouldn't be able to resist even hearing through the window or using the intercom, which Pat used this week, didn't she? That was, yeah. I love it when they do that sound effect of someone talking through the window. Yeah, I like the way Susan also went, what does she want? <laughs> Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. So Adam, Clary, Susan, they actually now have a proper understanding, don't they? He, they tricked him with the terrible boots that were too small at first. Yeah, we um, we got something to tell you, Adam. Uh, <laughs> we've shat in your boots. <laughs> One in said, each. What did they call it? They said, "Oh, that'll be." That'll be dairy foot. <laughs> After he'd been in the parlour for about a day, suddenly his feet have swollen. And then they did the Valentine's ice cream thing where he had to go to various corners of the world to get exotic powdered pearl shimmer, aphrodisiacs, uh, rose petals. But he was twigging by, oh, twigging. He was, he was, <laughs> he was reckoning on by then, wasn't he? I liked, he then spoke to Chris in the bull who asked, how's it getting on? went well we're comfortable enough for them to be pranking me and chris conspired with him to call the next day at 10 o'clock which was genius i thought that whole thing was going to fall completely flat because he was like doing a hilarious funny while they were having a drama with the yogurt and the whole thing was going to go to shit and it, it was as funny and it had the same effect as when alan partridge puts the shower curtain on and dresses up as a zombie in the travel tavern <laughs> Yes. And then they ought to be like, um, you have to put that back in the room, Mr. Partridge. <laughs> it wasn't too bad, but I did wonder, because Hilda then appeared, didn't she? Yeah. And I didn't quite understand whether they do have to throw stuff away or don't, because a cat has been in the cheese or yoghurt. The yoghurt. Yeah. So do they have to? Yeah, apparently. And they had to throw stuff that was already sealed in the hallway just in case Hilda had looked at it. Yeah. Or pissed on it. So Helen won't be happy about that. Wasn't it 120 litres that they're going to have to bin? She's going to, I mean, if she was in Paris, she'd literally flip a table over, meringues would go everywhere, and she'd be on the first flight back out of Charles de Gaulle, wouldn't she? <laughs> meringues. I reckon they should just chance it. Be all right. I thought Hilda was actually going to end up in the vat when they couldn't find her. <laughs> but they had lids on. No, in the actual thing that makes the yogurt, the big bloody urn. I know that, but but you know it will be okay, won't it? It's got lids on. Like the cat stepping across them won't infect. Can you not just clean the urns, churns? What are they with lids well, on? I don't know, but she had had a good. I think she'd been in there having a good lick. I don't know. What licking on a churn? I, yeah, she'd been. But the, does that doesn't matter. You clean the churn, carry on. Okay, all right. Isn't um, it? I am an expert on dairies. Yeah, and cats. <laughs> yes. I like the lost key chat where Adam was kind mm. of awkward boss, wasn't he? He went a bit David Brent, called them aside. Mm. And uh, he said, you know, just that thing about the keys, just make sure like that doesn't happen again. And Clary was like, no, it's just a, just a one-off. And he went, yeah, but I could have gone back and got them, but then we would have lost valuable... <laughs> production time she was like well we're losing time now oh, i know he said there's a difference there's a difference between losing and using yeah yeah because I'm, I'm losing my mind now and I, whereas i could be using your head to activate the yogurt process adam <laughs> yeah because you're a loser and i'm a user <laughs> <laughs> well, that was i liked that line though of the where she went yeah well you're you're wasting productive time now <laughs> yeah shut it yeah, it was quite good. I, I thought the, the bit where they were like, and no more wind-ups at the end of the week was a bit of an anti-climax. But yeah, I, I was shame. thinking Adam would have had a really good wind-up, like he'd have answered the phone and he'd be like, what? What? An accident at the Farriers? Dead. <laughs> Dead, you say? Last words were, I love you, Martha. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Susan, uh, you better take this. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a belter, wouldn't it? What? Chris is dead. <laughs> An anvil fell on him. <laughs> what? 
I quite liked as well how they did that thing where Adam was kind of a little bit in the background going, I can't believe it. And in the foreground, you could hear the women doing churn chat. But that's when they'd had a spillage. Yeah, but I liked, you know, like it was a sort of... um... When you have an accident in a dairy, it's like Chernobyl. (laughs) But do you know what I mean about the sort of depth of the scene? Conversationally, there are two things going on at the same time. I liked that. I originally thought that was going to be that they'd missed everything and everything was going to be in vain. You know, when they have those scenes in movies where someone's trying to like peacock themselves and impress them. And at the same time, they're getting a really important email and the other person hasn't noticed that they're kind of like leaning over. Yeah, yeah. Trying to look all sassy. But eventually Susan was like, he didn't look happy. Yeah. Is that any barometer of whether Adam (laughs) is in a bad mood or a good mood? No. Uh, Tony and Pat not really getting on with Hilda. Well, Pat was all right. She said that, I like the way she said to Tony, she obviously loves you. And he was like, she ripped me limb from limb. Pat was going to be like, that's what I mean, Tony. That is love. In Pat's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, Harming people. What kind of positive reinforcement do you think she gives Tony? Oh, my goodness. What a good question. Oh, I don't know. Have I? I'm not sure I've ever heard her say anything good. I mean, I can never get out of my mind that she lays his clothes out on the bed for him to wear each day, doesn't she? Yeah, it's just the idea that she gives Hilda cat treats. I'm wondering what Tony gets if he's done something good. What's his reward? It can't be soup. No, I thought he was eating borage. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was porridge, but it sounded like borage because the cat was trying to get in his bowl. What would Pat give Tony as a reward? I don't know whether she'd want to reward him for anything. Yeah, that's the point. It's all negative reinforcement. He called the cat demon in feline form. I think it was about the cat. It was about (laughs) not his missus. If it ever kicks off, we need to get Tony on our side because she said to him, you're a hard man. (laughs) He played it quite well, I thought, about the pestering cat. He can't be arsed with it at all. It's getting on his nerves. But then had to go looking for it. And there she was back behind a chair in no she was she was sat on his chair so he pulled his chair out from under the table oh that's it yeah and she was nestled in tony's ass crease (laughs) i wish he'd sat on her (laughs) that would have been a great you know if we if you you know sometimes once they gave quentin tarantino one episode of er to direct Mm -hmm. and it was really game changing just give us one episode of The Archers yeah, every year. Tony sits on Hilda, crushes her to death. Peggy <laughs> writes him out the will. Yeah. And we all just go, and then tomorrow we all just go back to Wolverhampton gangsters and cake competitions. Do you think Hilda will just be sort of accepted as part of the family and Tony's going to love her? Yeah, she was off mic for a shitload of time, so she'll just vanish again. I don't really know the point of the Hilda, Tony, Pat. Was there any point at all? There doesn't have to be, it's fine. Wasn't it just to set up that situation at the dairy? Oh. <laughs> Didn't Susan say that Helen had taken a wedge of time off? I was like, is that a new cheese that she's making? (laughs) That deserves (laughs) the tumbleweed, Matthew. Get it out of the archives. The bells, please. The baby bells. Oh, that deserves one. No, mine's better. That's getting some. (laughs) So we haven't had much more drama with the bull and Jolene and the criminals. Kind of felt like last... Do you think he had a gun in her back at the end of last week? No. No? I don't know, though. Why would you suddenly say, like, don't turn round? I thought he had a shooter. Oh, dear God, it gets even worse. I mean, they could have added to that with a click, couldn't they? And that would have cleared that up. I never had thought that. But, you know, there aren't many guns around these parts. No. I mean, I did point out on Twitter the ridiculousness of that character last week Mm. who showed up and just 
admitted everything he'd ever done mm-hmm. right there on the spot. And I had some good reactions on. So my tweet was, hey, Jolene, I'm just here to confirm I am the violent criminal you thought you remembered from Wolverhampton. And it was my mate with the dog. Oh, and I stole the bunting and Linda's <laughs> llama. And I set fire to the post box and ran over Matt and burned down the barn that killed Grace. We've got many <laughs> detectives on the case. I'm going to give them. Cool. Detective Lottie said, and didn't he shove someone's dog up a culvert? Detective Brian said, wasn't he also the guy who supplied Roy with the human poo he used to shove through Usha's letterbox? (laughs) Detective Gina Robinson said, and I ran over the badger that Dave got blamed for. I thought he shot a badger. Sergeant Harrison got in touch and said, and made Nigel climb up on the roof. (laughs) And supplied Brian with the chemicals that poisoned Kirsty swimming in the am. And infected Clary with E. coli. And what's it with sepsis? Speaking of Nick, uh, Detective Elaine Golding didn't really enter into the spirit thing. She went, we know who ran over Matt. (laughs) Can't leave without saying, Detective Benedict Prothero said, and put that stuff in the quiche that time. (laughs) The mystery ingredient. Yeah. That we still don't f***ing know about. Hi, Benedict. Hey, a quiche from Benedict would be eggs Benedict, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Jolene... And all of that and him revealing everything instead of just buggering off. I made a big thing of this on Twitter going like, why didn't they just disappear? She doesn't even know his name or anything. So she, what she could have done, I suppose, at the stretch would be tell the police that whoever it was who was involved in that fracas at the gig 20 years ago. So they'd have to go filing through their paper files probably then to find the name of that person in order to link them up with one dog attack now. Well, is there any evidence that they ever got nicked? Because as far as Jolene remembered, there was a massive fight because they were thrown out by security and then a week later the place burned down. She never said anyone got caught or charged for it. Police were mentioned though. Maybe the police showed up. Yeah, yeah, I think it was that. So anyway, it just like I'm tr- I was trying to give the storyline uh, the benefit of the doubt and uh we failed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one knows what they do in that situation, but couldn't Jolene have equally said, "All right, just bugger off and never come back again and there won't be mm. any trouble." Because why would they be coming back through Ambridge anyway? It sounded like the first time they'd ever been through there. I think we're meant to fear that the bull is going to go up in flames. Why would they want to do that, though? Really, really properly, why? Why bother? Or attempted arson. So that it frightens Jolene from saying, I remember this bloke. Is that it? I just wonder, do you know who the link in all of this? Tracy and Emma. They were getting buttered right up by that guy, weren't they, in the bar? Mm. Oh, and he did buy Eddie a packet of crisps. Yes, he did. (laughs) And there was also that moment where he said to Tracy, oh, your mate's clocked us. And she went, my boss, Jolene, last week. Mm. So I think they might be the connecting tissue of this storyline. Still not great, though, is it? No, but I was saying last week, you asked me, is it normal to call if there's strange vans and trailers outside your property in the country. And it certainly is because one of the biggest crimes in the country, and it often is mentioned on groups or a message will go around when I'm at my dad's house, is that like a white van is doing the rounds. And it's quite common that people steal like farming equipment. They pull up, they pile it in the back and they head off again. So I found that quite believable. But the thing is, in this case, why would this lot have any desire to keep hanging around Ambridge, Mm -hmm. let alone terrorise one woman who didn't know that it was anything to do with well she had a suspicion but it was only that Mm. wasn't it yeah the only other slight link is that it was lillian's electrician who might have given them the tip off oh dodgy pete yeah 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 i don't know if anything will come of that but harrison had a good idea he wanted to move in i think under any other circumstances she probably would have accepted that wouldn't she but it was just the fact that it's not a great look when you i don't think he's worked out yet this marquee criminal guy that her son-in-law's a copper as well no exactly the yorkshire pudding yeah i mean when he finds out it's <laughs> I mean... well someone chastised me because i i tweeted um harrison's a yorkshire pudding pass it on and then a couple of people went he is not from yorkshire he's from lancashire and i tried to find out where harrison was from and it doesn't actually say but the actor is from bolton i think and he did also say oh i should have known that when yeah she said it was yorkshire pudding day 
But I did say to them, like, I haven't said that he's from Yorkshire. I've just said he is a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slightly different. You're massively overthinking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there was Yorkshire pudding day at the Bull, wasn't there? Yeah. There was a bit of cricket chat. Batters. Yeah. Something to do with batter. Well, there was a lot of batter jokes around mm. the Yorkshire pudding. But also he said he's going to look for some Indonets. And I think Harrison probably thinks the Indonets is what he logs on to search for criminals. <laughs> Oh, he said, didn't he? Oh, I should, I should have done stand up. Yeah. What shitty joke was that? After? Oh, it was the batter, was it? He said, oh, we said we'll bat some ideas around. It's just, it's a bloody idiom, isn't it? <laughs> Not a joke. He's a bloody idiom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Harry, he fucking rocked up, didn't he? Because Chris was at the bar ordering Yorkshire pudding menu items because he was in there with Martha and his own parents. So it was like three Yorkshire pudding specials and a child's. She had nuggets, didn't she? Why didn't she have any good old Yorkshire pudding? Don't know. And then Chris bowls in with Alice. Oh, I'm not stalking you, mate. Do you, hang on. And do you then, mean Harry bowls in or Chris? Oh, what did I say? You said Chris bowls in. Oh, I thought no, you're Harry. Too, you're so desperate to make another <laughs> cricket joke, Kerry. <laughs> Sorry. Harry bowls in, says to Chris, oh, we're not stalking you, mate. Promise. And then... At the mention of him being in there with Martha, and it's oh right, lovely. I'd love to meet Martha's grandparents. Yeah, massive wrong and alert. Back off. The way he said to Chris earlier as well, kind of suggested that Chris hadn't done his job well, didn't he? Because he went horseshoes shouldn't shouldn't come off that early, should they, Chris? And he was like, well, it's the muddy conditions, you know, because it was Rafe Sedgemore's horse. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. We had a little jingle for Shula last week, and I noticed. How he said her name. Yeah. He's yeah. copied. He's copied our bloody jingle. <laughs> Shula. 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 <laughs> but it was actually, it was Harry who was going, it's the mud, isn't it? It's the muddy conditions. And uh, don't you think it's great that the route crosses here? And oh, farriers, aren't they a noble profession? Where would we be without such a patronising twat? Yes, what you can't see at that point, that there's a stable boy kneeling down in the mud and Harry's sat on a barrel with his feet on his back. Yeah, even Alice at that point sort of went, uh, anyway, yes, let's uh, go over here. She realised it was embarrassing herself. Yes. Susan echoed what Chris had said, didn't she? She said he, he says all the right things, but he's a bit yeah. too smooth for my liking. But then all's well because we got to meet Eve, mm. his fun mum. Well, well, well. Yeah, she breezed into the restaurant table place sort of going, um, oh, she had a good voice. I quite liked her voice. It had that slight huskiness to it. Yeah. And immediately said, oh, dinner's on me, which is a bit of a power play, I think. Order what you like, dinner's on me. Said, oh, aren't you gorgeous? Your dress fits you like a glove. And I try scoured the internet for dresses that actually were in glove shape <laughs> and didn't find any. Then straight away wanted to take a photo of Harry and Alice, which obviously later came into use but a bit of a strange thing to do. Also invited Alice immediately to meet up to go shopping next week. Weird again. And what was the other thing she did? She started allowing Harry to breastfeed at the table from her. <laughs> oh, she owns garden centres as well. That was a detail that they gave, wasn't it? wonder if she runs that one in Swindon where everyone gets electric shocks. <laughs> Emma Dodson from Purton has been regularly shopping at the Paddington Drive business, but said in recent years she noticed she was getting electric shocks when moving around the store. It sounds like a Dodgems, bumper cars kind of thing going shopping yeah. in this place, doesn't it? Imagine, I'm just imagining all the customers sort of like <laughs> flinching. <laughs> <laughs> Next to sort of hideous garden centre gnomes and plants and those awful homewares that they have and stuff. Yeah, oh. so they're going to find out there's going to be some like some graveyard that they moved the stones without <laughs> telling people underneath this thing. I'm not kidding. The graphic of this thing is absolutely amazing. They've got the B&M store. And then they've mm. just got an in a an inset circle. They've just got this enormous over Photoshop <laughs> lightning bolt coming down. Oh, 
please share that. I will, I will. In order to make sense of what you've just heard, understand the known universe and find your inner... Subscribe and support us today at www.patreon.com forward slash the cider shed. Then everything will make sense. Everything. Everything. So then it was all lovely, lovely, lovely. Let's meet for lunch next week and go dress shopping for a Valentine's ball. Do they exist? Do you think Susan and Clary have told her there's a Valentine's ball on and she's running around trying to get a dress for it? <laughs> yeah, she dress has to be made out of rose petals <laughs> yeah. and ginkgo biloba, pearl shimmer eyeshadow. I'm sure there is a pearl shimmer eyeshadow. Very odd. Then Alice goes round to Earth House to go shopping and she sounds really different, cowering behind the door. <laughs> uh, sorry, no, can't come. Um, I did text you. Uh, I've just got something else on, blah, blah, blah. Alice then is in hysterics of upset, isn't she, to Harry? That was quite OTT how she reacted. It didn't sound to me like the mum was trying to get out of it it sounded to me like the mum had kind of taken a load of pills and was completely spaced <laughs> out yeah had an abusive partner in the living room the way in mm. which she did it was like she was making an excuse and it wasn't anything to do with alice with her yeah but then lo and behold what we discover is instead of eve the mum ringing harry and saying You'll never guess what I found out. A bit concerned. Did you know Alice is an alcoholic and threw bricks through post office windows? No, she doesn't tell him. She does this weird thing with Alice. Alice then tells Harry. So convoluted, isn't it? This wouldn't happen. And if you did have a concern that your child, who is an adult, by the way, yeah. was seeing an alcoholic, this isn't what you would do, is it, at all? This approach is your first move. Well, she was a bit odd. As a mum and anyway. Eve. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was kind of setting it up that she was a little bit overbearing. And it was the way he went to her later and said, What are you up to, mother? There was also a bit, wasn't there, where Eve said to Harry, How are you doing? How are you? How have you been? I'm I'm worried about you. Which implies again that Harry's got some sort of shit going on. Sorry, I biffed the top of the line. That's right. I mean, we don't know what happened with his ex, do we? Maybe his ex had some issues. Yeah. At one point, I thought, because Eve was so bizarre, I thought Eve isn't actually his mother. She's been pretending. <laughs> and that they were swingers or something. And they're <laughs> yeah. trying to get Alice involved. Yeah. And she was, she was having second thoughts and was backing out. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for that, Kerry. <laughs> Again, just one episode a year. Let us yes. write it. Even an omnibus will do it. Take a week off. Put your feet up. Go to France. Oh, it'd be so you know? much fun, wouldn't it? Take a wedge of time off, you lot. We'll do it. When Harry went round there, was like, you know, where did you hear this from? Oh, from Celine Pocock. And I thought Harry was just going <laughs> to, you just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic made up name, isn't it? Rafe Sedgemore, Celine Pocock. So she showed Celine Pocock the photo. Of course she did. Oh, look, this is my son's new girlfriend. Celine, they went, shit, it's that psycho. She got totally trashed at Nick's funeral. Yeah. Where was Celine Pocock? How is Celine at that funeral? Or how does she? Oh, they were bridesmaids together, weren't they? That was it. Her and Alice had been bridesmaids as kids. They were old friends. So it's kind of nice of Celine to shit on her, isn't it? I know. Without any knowledge of the current situation. Pocock by name, Pocock by nature. <laughs> so and also and then Eve said, um, you must for your own sake never see her again. So all right, Mum, I'll do what you say. As if that's gonna bloody work. Something's gone on in his past and we don't know what it is yet. But uh mm, don't uh, really want to. Uh, well, you know, I'm sorry, Kerry, but you don't have a choice. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that bit. Yeah, okay. I'm contractually obliged. We're going to have a little break. Then I guess we're going to talk about the absolute bombshell episode that was Friday. What about Kenton stuck on the stairs? Oh, fuck. Hang on. And um, the waist high sockets. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Hang on. All right, Kerry, we'll take a little break and then we'll have a chat about our favourite landlord who came home this week. From the games workshop that brought you Badger! The Cider Shed gives you the ultimate in family fun. Guess who? Own 60% of Bray Cables. Is it Hazel? No. Is it Matt Crawford? No. 
Does your person look like a log? No! Guess who? Owns 60% of Grey Gables. Hours of fun. Until you realize that no one cares about this game or storyline anymore and have all gone off to play Ambridge Cluedo instead. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Carrie, I'm just going to ask you a very straight question. Have you ever discharged yourself? <laughs> I think that laugh says it all. <laughs> On the regular, yes, thank you. <laughs> good for the body, good for the mind. Kenton has. Yeah, he suddenly turned up and went, and port scratchings, and olives. And they were like, what, Kenton? Where'd you come from? Oh, yeah, because Clary was having trouble with the newfangled modernised till. This bastard thing. Coming or going, I put in Polish lager as a pint and it was only half. Oh, my God, he had a snack as well. There isn't a viewing window in here, I'll be very embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah, they're just windows. They're just normal windows. There's people looking through them. (laughs) And Kenton showed up and promptly got stuck on the staircase. (laughs) I can understand wanting to get out of a hospital because you're stuck next to a mad racist, but... <laughs> yeah, um, so he did get stuck there. Then Jolene, bless her, she's had a right old time of it, hasn't she? Went round to Linda, who, she can be irritating sometimes, but pl- was absolutely gorgeous this week. Yeah. With her ground floor customised... Um, guest apartment kind of thing which was a converted room from when she'd been injured when jolene arrived i mean she's she's definitely her head's not right because she said uh i'm all in a jumble and i was like that was la- that was last week jolene. <laughs> the fashion show was last week i highlighted that too matthew yes but you know this room it has a wet room en suite it has waist high sockets are hopefully not in the wet room well so uh, you don't know kerry a waist high socket in a wet room can be useful. You've gone all um, glory hole there, haven't you? It's not a glory hole, Kerry. It's a respectable product. And what else? Oh, pull cords above the bed. Nice. <laughs> and at first, Kenton was a bit twitchy about this. But is that Paul's cords that he bought at the fashion show <laughs> last week that she's now using as drapes around a four-poster bed? Yeah. Renew. 
Oh, lots of space around the bed, I presume, for the wheelchair or whatever, for the other guests that might use it. And Kenton was a bit chippy at first, then realised, actually, this is for the best. It means Jolene can crack on. And he apologised to Linda and was... He was. He said he realizes how much he cherishes Jolene. Yeah, it was touching that scene, wasn't it? When he sat down with her and she said about how Robert was when she came home, mm-hmm. and oh. she said she was horrific to Robert, but yeah. that was just the anger and the pain and the fact that Justin and Lillian had slipped him some boner pills. <laughs> what also is there at Linda's place other than her and Robert? Dog. A big bloody Doberman. So now then. Is Kenton going to have some freak out freak out when Monty comes bounding in? Yes. And the alarm being pulled. Yeah. Mm, we've got that to look forward to. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that moment's gone. Maybe that won't happen now. But Linda was divine, wasn't she? She was like, no, 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 I won't charge. It's looking after a friend. So she's she's come good this week. He said, sorry, I'm interrupting your book. She went, oh, no, it's no, it's not very good. It's just my book club. Like, oh, like Rise to Candleford. <laughs> Don't bloody mention that again. But she thinks of everything, doesn't she? Like, do you need another cushion? Tell me when you need your towel. You know, she's just brilliant at this sort of thing. Yeah, she's a boss. Yeah. Yeah, I'd totally stay there rather than Grey Gables. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, he probably won't want to go home. Yeah, you wouldn't want to stay at the Brookfield B&B either, would you? Does that even still exist? No, no, it's not a thing anymore. (laughs) They stopped it because Pip couldn't be arsed. (laughs) And Ben went back to nursing. Well done, Brookers. Kerry, it's the Friday insert. What did you think? Alice is overreacting, but maybe that's because she's hypersensitive. Do you know what I think's happened? I think she's she's kind of using this as an excuse now because she's suddenly remembered that Harry threatened to take her to Carlisle. <laughs> and this is her get out. Yeah. It's a shame that Alice doesn't see that Eve is doing her a massive bloody favour. Yeah. Isn't it? Such a shame. She doesn't see any red flags whatsoever with this absolute cretin yeah and when he said um i'm falling in love with you i tweeted it sounded as genuine as a tory (laughs) didn't it did you buy it (laughs) no he just threw it in there didn't he i think probably incredibly needy don't you think i mean just the interaction between him and his mother was a little bit overbearing yeah so i think that's probably formed him and then he probably just ran off to cry on his mum's shoulder or bosom when he had his riding accident and shunned his wife's attempts mm. to help. He's a right old little mummy's boy, isn't he? Because even Alice said, um, oh, she's, you know, she's she's had a little dig around to see who her little boy is hooking up with. What was the other thing that was odd? Oh, Tony said, issue. Yep, he's entered the, <laughs> the Jacob Reese mog domain of saying issue and not issue which is a place where the only way to deal with that person is to kick them repeatedly in the crotch (laughs) i hope she does that until they say it correctly why do you think he lied matthew just massively awkward isn't it and i thought at the beginning oh don't do this because this is the thing that makes her drink again Mm. but now i'm not entirely sure if the truth is going to help he should have probably said it was your friend Celine Pucock or whatever her name is. She's mm. the one that spilled the beans. Yeah. I think he should have just said straight away. And I get that he was trying to soften the blow. But the moment you start saying, no, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. And then it is something. We just don't trust them, do you? Yeah. I think, to be honest, Alice needs to go and have a sit down and a long chat with Brian about this. Yeah, that would be good for like quite a few episodes next week. <laughs> Yeah, like for the next like 17 years until Harry's not in it anymore. And it is a Kerry Davis week with all those Adam, yeah, Adam Wood references. They are Kerry. Talking of Adam, Mm. so he goes into Bridge Farm, very apologetic for all of the yogurt mess. Mm -hmm. Then Pat said, well, next week we'll have a mini review about the yogurt. And I thought she was going to say, we'll have a minute silence. (laughs) But Tony did say, oh, we all make mistakes, I guess. But then he sp- he spunked yeah, all the money. I made, on a... I made one in 1974, Adam. Yeah, but he, Adam spunked the money on a massive round immediately, yeah. didn't he? And then they were so wrapped up in Hilda chat that they couldn't hear Kenton in the background going, oh, Jesus Christ, I think I'm going to die. Oh, oh, my God, I can't lift this enormous 
Magnum of Bells, someone please help me. And they're going, yeah, his name's the Interceptor, apparently. <laughs> Why did they allow Kenton to do that? So he could fall on the floor and smash some glass. Did he smash the entire bottle or the glasses? I couldn't be sure. Yeah, well, hard I really to tell. thought like dodgy bloke was going to come in for a pint while Kenton was there. Or he was going to be in the cellar or, or something when Kenton went down to get something. Yeah, just hanging out, yeah. This yeah, just sitting there waiting. Right. <laughs> Making a big bonfire. That would be in line with everything else in his character that's completely normal, mm. wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Harry's a terrible liar, isn't he, anyway? He did, he did a terrible job. And now Kenton might be of use to Tony because he can go on the internet and find out that person that makes special bunting. They can get Hilda Bunting to celebrate her homecoming. <laughs> yeah, because now she's going to be a proper farm cat and eat all the mices. And somehow that makes her okay to have around. It is handy. I mean, if you've got rats and mice around the house, a cat yeah, that she... eliminates them is, is pretty favourable. Yeah, but she'll still be putting her face in your bowl. It'd be quite hard for her to adapt to being an outdoor cat, but yeah, she might do that. Mm. The reason she's able to hunt mice is because she saw Peggy do it. <laughs> Peggy was always coming back up to the house. Always <laughs> with coming a mouse up. in her mouth. Yeah, with a, with a rat between her teeth. <laughs> I can imagine that, actually. Well, there was a little COVID klaxon. There was. Very rare, isn't it? Yes. Who was it who had it? Tracy suspects she might have it, so was staying away from the bull. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's only bit, is it only one previous mention of COVID incident? Uh, of someone having it, yeah. Mm. I think it's been mentioned a fair bit in relation to workforce and yeah. et cetera and the economy. But the only person we know, it was, what's her face? Peggy's daughter. Hazel. The one who wrote, Hazel, yeah. She yeah. Was, well, she said she had long COVID, didn't she? We don't know mm. if she actually Probably did just or not. keep away from Oh, mummy. Yes, I've been terribly, terribly ill. I can't possibly see you for ages. <laughs> Did you notice Chris yesterday when he was talking to Harry? Not yesterday, but when we were talking about it yesterday. He was asking where Chris lived and Chris said, oh, I live in the, um, I live just about, oh, never mind. Yeah. Harry's going to go up the steps. <gasps> Hopefully it will be Harry on the treacherous steps. Because I, I, I just did think Chris was trying, he started to say where he lived and then thought, I don't want this character knowing where I am. Yeah, also, he's going to judge me, isn't he? The flat above the shop where my mum yeah. volunteer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, please. That'd be marvellous if it's him who dies on the treacherous steps. Okay, Kerry, should we have a little break and then we'll talk about our socials and see what lots of lovely people had to say last week? Yeah, that'd be lovely. All right, let's do that. Well, howdy, partner. Looking for a game to saddle up to? Why not try Harry Chilcott's fuckaroo? Position the figurine of Harry atop his unsteady steed. Draw a card to see which weird and creepy thing he's said or done. And then send a darn tootin' shockwave to vibrate Harry and get him hip-hopping off his horse. Harry called me a good girl. He just called me mate. Harry says you don't have to be mad to work here, but it helps. can have that! And once that horsey varmint has been toppled, Slap him back on and increase the vibration. Hey, where's the vibrating hairy figure gone? Oh my god, Aunt Lillian, no! My eyes! Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So if you want to be a supporter of the Cider Shed podcast, you just go to www.patreon.com forward slash the Cider Shed and you can sign up for marginally more than Kenton's paying for his stay at Ambridge Hall because he's paying nothing and it's almost nothing to become a patron of the Cider Shed. In response to last week, we had some lovely comments. Angela Radicho said, Paddy is over the moon after hearing a review. Thanks, guys. Paddy McSpaniel, wasn't it? Mm. Audrianne said she's in Raleigh, North Carolina. She said, Raleigh, North Carolina listener, hands up. To which Andela Radice said her brother went to UNCCH. Oh. Yeah, well, that was in relation to my friend Mouse and his mm-hmm. trauma at crisps increasing from 10 to 12 pence. He sent me a message actually in the week saying, I don't think you took my trauma seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We wanted to make a small film about it. Dave Howard got in touch. Dave Howard of Spaceman 3 Northampton Demos fame said, I laughed a lot and then more and then more. My eyes are wet. These two storylines are already an absolute goldmine. Yeah, at the beginning of the week, we were like, bloody hell, dog attack and jumble sale. What are we going to do with this? (laughs) Plus points for almost every bit of divergent comedic thinking. Too many to mention. Plus the educational soapbox Sadie moment about which I can only say, yep. Yeah, that was a good... (laughs) tweet actually that stuff wasn't it Mm. as i was listening to you read that i could think of multiple characters from neighbors eastenders over the years Mm -hmm. minus points for brum accent yeah i know my that bad. was you, Matthew, not me. Yeah. I've only lived in the West Midlands for 10 years, but confusing the black country in Birmingham can get you ambushed by Yorkshire Terriers in an Aldi car park. <laughs> Recommendations of the week. Drink barefoot before every episode. There you go. That's what Kerry was doing well, last hey. week. <laughs> get Not Slasher's Mum in as an occasional contributor. She's been there from episode one. Overall, I may have to listen again for the high quality lols and not because I got another bleeding mention. Well, you've got to mention this. You're going to listen to this twice as well, Dave. <laughs> but you also said at the end as a foot. No, I'm concerned about Matthew, whose neighbour walks his topless dogs around with no concern for appropriate decorum. Take care out there. Yeah, I did realise afterwards it sounded like the dogs were topless and not the owner. <laughs> Vivian O'Connor said, what a load of bull about the dog attack stroke Jolene's past. Are the scriptwriters trying to buy time while they decide what to do about the sad passing of key actors and retirement of others? Mm, because we mm. said this felt like a, a Friday in the scriptwriters room when they didn't know mm-hmm. what to do. Will there be a massive fire at the bull that wipes out half the village a la Emmerdale with their plane crash? And is that why St. Shula keeps popping up? Yeah, okay, mm. yes. James Welsh simply said, great episode. Cheers, James. Rod said, Matt's phone is a Nokia, just clear with a K. Obviously enjoying the fact that I smashed my phone last week. Cheers, Rod. <laughs> Lynn Bird said the fantasy football shout out was epic. And Janet said, I think Badger must have started before I joined. So I need someone to explain this to me. Thanks very much. <laughs> Well, I just said it's an homage to the wonderful Trevor Fry, Bert's son, and the harsh treatment he received in the bull from Tony, Leonard, etc. Yeah, because they suggested the code word, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, themselves. If someone's rambling on, you just say badger. We should go back and do the Badger Week yeah. for Patreon because that was a really good fun week. I know Bert died, R.I.P. Lot, um, not lols, yeah. cries. Also, we we created a fake board game called Badger, didn't we? And when I say <laughs> we, I mean I. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could get the listeners to suggest the omnibuses that we revisit. Well, we've had a couple. We had the flood. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to John Foley Hancock, who said it was excellent again regarding last week's episode as well so yeah absolutely lovely thanks for all that we really appreciate it we got a fair bit of stuff on patreon we will do that on our midweek special so we'll be seeing you next week for that thanks to everyone that supports us on patreon it's a massive help and um yeah we're very grateful so if you feel like joining in you do that you'll get the episode early no ads apart from the ads that we make that are very silly and you'll get the midweek specials too 
sorry, I can't get out of here without saying we have a Facebook group, which is called the Cider Shed Podcast. Go over there and you've just got to answer a very basic... <laughs> sorry, whenever I ask, whenever I say this, I'm always reminded the person that answered the question as two phones Tony and I let them in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a very simple question that you need to answer to get in. The Cider Shed Podcast Facebook group, go on over there. They're, they're a lovely bunch. And um, we have an Instagram, which is the Cider Shed Pod, uh, where if, you know, reviews and silly videos pop up as well. Uh, that's the same as our Twitter, which Kerry is mainly in charge of. How's that yeah. going, Kerry? Great guns. Yeah. Rollicking good time on Twitter. That's at the Cider Shed Pod. Thanks to Toxteth for sending a lovely image in a DM on Twitter, which had Cholton of Cholton on the of Cholton and the wheelies. And he said, Your Vogue put this image in my head. Thanks for another funny episode. And it's Cholton being chased by police and a swan in the foreground. <laughs> Oh, because Harrison got distracted by a swan, didn't he? Yeah. We bid farewell to Ambridge Madge last week. She served as well for four weeks, <laughs> but she's now gone into retirement oh. for now. And we, I also got a DM from Penny Knowles on Twitter who sent a recruitment advert for utility arborist vacancies so it's dreaming of a career surrounded by nature question mark ssen distribution is looking for utility arborists you can earn up to thirty-eight thousand, and you receive full ppe essential tools and a company vehicle and she's like send this to ed and emma so that they shut up <laughs> It's what she hopes. What is going to happen with those two? Is this going to fall by the wayside? Is it going to happen? I don't know with this storyline. Well, yeah, well, that's just reminded me. There was a news story today about a terrible dog attack on about 30 sheep. What was it? I think it might have been on Dartmoor. So it made me think again of Ed's sheep and the dog situation. Justine said, Tony's wanking in the soup. Please don't stop making the Vogues, even after the fashion show. I <laughs> She needs some time off. Come on. Um, and David Keel said, is Shula Kenton's own personal Jesus? What a thought. It's Depeche Mode, isn't it? Again. Angela said on our Facebook group, uh, thanks, Kerry. I now have this metal image of Eddie going to Wolverhampton for a back sack and crack. Not good. <laughs> what is a metal image? I'm imagining like, you know... My balls are hot. Anthrax playing in the background. <laughs> Whilst the manscaping happens. <laughs> David did say the last episode had you literally talking bollocks. Of course, yes. I, I replied that's on Kerry, as always. Shaved bollocks. David said back, love the podcast, but can't hack the tech for a review. It would be five star. Oh, we'll try and help you with that, David. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, you can do it, David. Kerry. So yes. Twitter, there's a blue sky as well, isn't there? The blue sky for the cider shed is at sidershedpod.bsky.social. Join in. And you don't have to have codes anymore to join Blue Sky. Oh, okay. All right. So get involved. All the nutters are going to come in now, then. Yeah, that's quite a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think, you know, there was the Yorkshire pudding quiz. Yeah. I mean... How many questions can you ask about Yorkshire puddings? Well, it's funny you should ask that, Kerry. You haven't. <laughs> you didn't. Well, let's start with an easy one. What day... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what day is National Yorkshire Pudding Day? Last week. Yeah, I need the date, Kerry. <laughs> Let me see at my notes. It was Yorkshire Pudding Day on Sunday, and Sunday was the 3rd of February. No, it wasn't. It was the 4th. It was the 4th. It was the 6th. Oh, I thought Harrison said it on Sunday. Well, they were getting ready for it, though, weren't they? Oh, sorry. It takes two days to get. All right, okay. 6th of February. I'll put it in my diary now <laughs> yeah. for next year. <laughs> what century did Yorkshire Puddings first appear? 1700s. Is. <laughs> the right answer. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why they didn't happen before that. I don't know. Apparently they first appeared in a book called The Art of Cookery Made Plain 
1747, I believe. <laughs> I say pretending like I know that, but I've just read it and scrolled up and forgotten. I like how you started that by saying that Yorkshire puddings appeared. And I... <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if suddenly just Yorkshire puddings appeared in front of people in the 1700s <laughs> from the sky? <laughs> I'd be happy. Yes, the 13th plague. I would love that to happen right now. Who invented the Yorkshire pudding? Was it Hannah Fry, <laughs> Hannah Glass, or Hannah Montana? <laughs> well, frying seems a bit silly because it's sort of to do with fat and not frying exactly. I'll say glass. <laughs> it was Hannah Glass with an E on the end. Hannah Fry's the mathematician. Never bloody heard of her. Hannah Fry? She's lovely. Is Bert her dad? No. <laughs> yeah, she's Trevor's sister. <laughs> no, no idea who that is. Okay. What three ingredients go into a traditional Yorkshire pudding? Flour. Yeah. Egg. Yep. Milk. <laughs> That's correct. And hot fat. What's the height in Imperial that they must stand or they don't count, according to the original ledger? Oh, I bet it's quite... I bet it's higher than we normally have them nowadays. Imperial. So this is inches, is yes. it? We're talking. It's not feet. No, <laughs> it's not. Okay. Now then, six inches would be too much, wouldn't it? <laughs> Fine. There's a lot of listeners out there going, oh, okay, all right. I feel better about myself. <laughs> They're <now."> in. <laughs> I'm doing inches now with my thumb and forefinger, and it's not threes quite high. Fuck it, four inches. Don't I? I have no idea. That seems ridiculous. It depends on your tray and your oven, I suppose. Okay, you've said four inches. Yeah. I have to tell you, the answer is they must stand four inches tall or they don't count <laughs> four inches is a lot i don't think i've ever had a four inch yorkshire <laughs> you grew up there didn't you carrie <laughs> Did. well my formative years it was from the age of 14 to 26. definitely time to be trying out a few yorkshire puddings there yeah yeah <laughs> they weren't always called yorkshire puddings mm. hannah glass named Yorkshire puddings in a book, but the original version was called what? I'll give you a little clue. We talked about the three ingredients, but there is a, th a fourth element required when making a pudding. Is it to do with the fat side of things? Yeah. So what okay. do you think it was? Because pudding it is a bit of a funny word for something quite so savoury, isn't it? I know it's got the egg and the flour like you'd have in a cake or you thing, but um, <clears throat> okay, fat, fat, fat. Well, say, apart from the cooking process, it's practically a pancake mix, isn't it? Yes. Let's think. So it's not going to be your vegetable fat or anything, is it? It's going to be proper good meaty fat. What do they normally make a Yorkshire pudding with if you're a real a real four-inch Yorkshireman? <laughs> well, my mum used to keep dripping in a cup. Go with it, Kerry. Your oh. fat, you know, like your fat would be kept in a cup yep. sort of thing, or a vessel anyway. And then you'd like scoop out that fat to cook, fry your bake dripping. So it's called a... What are Yorkshire dripping? Badger! <laughs> Try again, Kerry. I don't know. Yorkshire. A dripping pudding. Oh. <laughs> okay. Dripping pudding sounds glorious, doesn't it? The largest Yorkshire pudding was over how many square metres? And now, yeah, so this is in metric, this one, okay? Oh, I don't do metric. If you get within five square metres, mm. I'll give you the points myself. Okay. Now I'm thinking, I've gone a bit left field here because i'm th in lewis which is a lovely lovely town just north of brighton isn't that where lawrence fox used to live oh, i don't think so no he was in he was in lewis oh yeah <laughs> there is a football ground football pitch called the dripping pan <laughs> okay that is the name of their ground they're quite a good little team so i immediately imagined now a football <laughs> full of Yorkshire pudding. So whatever the dimensions are of a football pitch is what I will say. Is it that big? Give me a number, Kerry, of square okay. metres. 
Uh, Let's push you. Off a roof, if necessary, of a stately home. In land in a Yorkshire pudding. It's got to be metres. 64 metres by 102 (laughs) metres. You know, I want to give it to you because you said 64, but it was in fact 46 square (laughs) metres. Badger! (laughs) Wow. Where? Can't let you have it. Where did they make that? Well, that's the bonus question. Ah, right, okay. Okay, it was made in 1996, and obviously it was made in Yorkshire. Ah, right, okay. So it's a town in North Yorkshire. Harrogate. No, you get three guesses. That's your first guess. Ripon. Not Ripon. It's a market town and civil parish in North Yorkshire, England, historically in the East Division of Staincliffe Wapentake. And we haven't gone into that game that we play on the... Jesus Christ. Can you tell me the first letter? S. Shipton. Oh, Kerry. Is it? Badger! It's Skipton. Oh! (laughs) Okay, well done for them making such a big Yorkshire pudding. You were so close. Yeah. Thanks for that, Matthew. I like your quizzes. All that remains for us is to wave goodbye to everyone. Um, Also, Mm -hmm. you know, send us your Yorkshire pudding photos. We want to see them. Yeah. Do they match up to the four inches or are you bigger? We want to know. Show and us don't your send, don't, yeah, don't send us dick pics, please. No. No. See you next week. <laughs> yeah, everyone, bye. <laughs> Hang on. Shaved bollocks and hot fat milk. <laughs> <laughs>